0: Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we are going to talk about how getting healthier can help us be more productive. I will share my tip of the week, which is a cool way to organize your desk drawers using something you might otherwise throw away. And my tool of the week, which is a pretty neat little device that helps you monitor your health in a in a fun way. So let's get right into it. Um, we'll start, as always, with the tip of the week. And there's nothing earth shattering here, but this is, um, the tip is to use empty Altoids tins to organize small items. Now, caveat, obviously this tip is only useful for someone who likes and uses Altoids or, you know, who knows somebody who does and who would give you the empty tins. But I saw this on Pinterest this last week and I just thought it was cool. The empty tins are just the right size for lots of small items you might keep, um, in a desk drawer, like paper clips, uh, extra staples, rubber bands, uh, extra mechanical pencil leads, and the right width for labels. Um, you can use like a little electronic label maker to, um, to put labels along the sides. Uh, check the link in the show notes for a photo of how this could work. They just line up really neatly in a pretty shallow drawer. So it's a, a pretty cool way to organize and tidy up a desk drawer or a kitchen junk drawer. Uh, So hopefully, hopefully you'll find that useful. My tool of the week is kind of along the uh, in the theme of the uh, the episode, which is about health and fitness. And this is a little device called the Fitbit. This is a a small device that you wear on your body to track activity, sleep, etc. It's um, uh, it syncs via Bluetooth with an app on your computer or your smartphone and lets you monitor things like how many steps you take and, and some things like that. I, I use the Fitbit Flex, which is, uh, it, it puts the device in a flexible wristband. And I just love it. I started using it earlier this year and really find it motivating to uh, see how those stats stack up in the app. There are lots of different colors and and versions of the Fitbit. But uh, and even I noticed on the website, some designer versions uh, of the wristband that look like jewelry. So knowing that this device is tracking your steps can actually help motivate you to take a few more each day if you're anything like me. So check out the link in the show notes and consider getting one of these uh, to help you on your your health and fitness endeavors. Uh, it's, again, it's called the Fitbit, and you can find the show notes. I'll, I'll say this again, but if you go to theproductivewoman.com and look for episode nine, you'll you'll find all these links and so on there. Okay, so let's get into the the topic of the week, which uh, again is how. Being healthier, getting healthier and more fit can help us in productivity. I need to start by saying I am by no means an expert on health or fitness. And I'll confess that I have struggled my whole adult life with maintaining a healthy lifestyle and getting and staying fit. Uh, Especially given that my current day job as a lawyer keeps me sitting at a desk for many, many hours each day. And I know a lot of you have the same um, same issue. You know, modern life makes staying healthy and fit a challenge for all of us. And the problem is when we get unhealthy, when we're busy and we're stressed out, our diet goes downhill because we just grab whatever easy food or comfort food is handy. Exercise is the first thing crossed off the list. And it becomes kind of a spiraling effect. And so... I want to talk about some of those things today, and again, not an expert. I've consulted a lot of experts, uh, you know, did some research on this, and I'm sharing kind of what I've learned over the course of my efforts to try and get healthier. For um, because I'll, I'll tell you the truth, I'm I'm as we're recording this, I am 54 years old, and I decided a few years ago that I can't do anything about the fact that I'm going to get older you know, it happens to all of us, but I can control to some extent, whether I'm old and decrepit or older and healthier and vibrant and still able to do the things that I want to be able to do. And I'm trying to choose the latter. Although, as I said, it's an ongoing struggle for me and I don't have all the answers. So first thing is how, how does our health impact our productivity? Why am I talking about health on a podcast about Uh, that's supposed to be about productivity. Um, There are lots of studies out there I ran across a few and I'm not even going to bore you with the uh, putting it in the show notes but if you're interested you can you can just google um, health and productivity and you'll find all sorts of studies most of them are related to workplace productivity and um, in every case they found no surprise here healthier people get more stuff done. Uh, you know that that makes sense because when we are not healthy when our general health is poor when our nutrition is poor when all these things um, conspire to make us less healthy we're going to have less energy less mental focus less resistance to things that are bad for us like junk food or whatever and less ability to cope with stress and ba- bounce back from crises. So health really does impact our productivity in that all those things directly affect our ability to accomplish things. If we have no energy, if we're unable to focus or, or pay attention, If, you know, again, there's that spiral effect of us being unable to get the stuff done because we just feel bad. We feel lousy, and um, that makes it harder for us to accomplish the things we want to do. So what are the basics that contribute to good health? When I'm talking about getting healthier for the purpose of being able to be more productive, to, you know, go back to that opening, to accomplish the things we care about most and make a life that matters... Part of that involves being healthy. And there are basic components that I'm referring to. Um, What contributes to good health? Diet and and good nutrition. Quality fuel in appropriate amounts. Uh, That's kind of a basic. Exercise or movement. And this helps, uh, this is critical to our health and our general fitness and our general well-being. One thing, and I'll just throw this out there, in my experience vigorous exercise is something that helps work off stress. And uh, we've talked in previous episodes about the fact that we're always dealing with stress. Modern life for most women is is very stressful in one degree or another. And uh, this really, this issue of exercise helping work off the effects of stress really came home to me when I was in law school. And I've said in earlier Episodes that I went to law school later in life. I was 35 when I started, and I already had five children. My youngest was a year old, I think, when I started law school. And um, for those of you who don't know, one of the unique things, sort of unique things about law school is unlike college or, or other, you know, high school, those sorts of things, in law school, your entire grade for any given class generally is based on one two or three hour essay exam at the end of the semester that covers everything you've everything or anything you've covered uh, over the course of that semester that's your whole grade is that one exam and so much of your future as a lawyer the opportunities you're going to be offered for jobs and that sort of thing uh, are very dependent on um the uh, your grades so Law students tend to be very stressed out around exam time. You spend hours and hours studying and outlining. And I would find myself, you know, in my little office room, my husband would look after the kids and kind of keep them occupied while I was in there studying uh, and so stressed out that my shoulders were clear up at my ears. And I discovered sort of by trial, just accidentally, I guess, because I was still trying to uh, keep my weight managed. Um, that I would take a break from studying, get on the stationary bike and pedal like crazy for half an hour um, to burn off some calories. And I discovered I would get off that bike, you know, tired, but also feeling less stressed. So exercise really does have uh, that impact on our health as well as you know managing weight and that sort of thing and i just throw that out there as a as a side thing if you think uh, as a busy woman you just don't have time to work out um, think about that component of it if you're feeling stressed doing some sort of vigorous exercise can really make a difference and make you feel better Uh, another component of the whole exercise and movement element of good health is our posture uh, we spend too much time sitting, or and or with bad posture. And there was an article I read um, th- referring to some studies. And this this is from uh, Todoist.com, I think. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. And this uh, I thought this was an interesting quote. It said it had been noted that people with poor posture at work report low energy levels, leading to lethargy and reduced productivity. And that the greatest potential challenge to posture during this age of technology is sitting and working at a computer. So if you're like me and you spend a lot of time a day, I know I have a lot of friends who are writers um, and a lot of people that work in various office jobs where we spend hours a day sitting at a desk in front of our computer this can contribute to poor health, so obviously uh, another component another basic element that contributes to good health is adequate sleep um, there's uh, lots of studies about what the health benefits of sleep are i 'm going to put a couple uh links to a couple interesting articles in the show notes. There's one by the Sleep Foundation that kind of listed the consequences of inadequate sleep. And most of us women, you know, at various stages of our life have trouble getting enough sleep, whether it's because we have uh, small children waking us up or, uh, you know, just we're having to work late into the night and so we don't get to bed till late and we have to get up early or as you get older, it gets harder to sleep well And some of the consequences of that are, according to the Sleep Foundation article, an increased risk of drowsy driving, which is dangerous, (laughs) Uh, a greater likelihood of obesity because uh, sleep deprivation uh, can cause or lead to an increased appetite, an increased risk of diabetes and heart problems, an increased risk for psychiatric conditions, including depression and substance abuse. And a decreased ability to pay attention, react to signals, or remember new information, so all of these things bear directly on our ability to be productive, to accomplish the things we want to do, and be effective in in creating that life that matters that we that we talk about here on the productive woman the according to what i 've read there 's no magic number you know there 's kind of an average of that the average adult they say needs seven and a half to eight hours of sleep, but none of us is average and some people get by with six hours some people need more it varies by the individual and the circumstances but everybody needs to figure out what that is and 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 some of these articles that I cite to give some um, tips for or some suggestions for figuring out what your optimum amount of sleep is and uh, another component that contributes then to good health is getting sufficient water uh dehydration exhausts you and adequate hydration on the other hand regulates our appetite sometimes when we think we're hungry what our body is actually craving is water and there's a, a livestrong.com article in the show notes that talks about some of the uh, effects of inadequate hydration really worth looking at it's something uh, you know f- i think most of us have trouble getting enough water in our diet so all those things, uh, again, adequate nutrition, adequate exercise, adequate sleep, sufficient water, those are things that are critical to maintaining our health so that we can be more productive and just feel better about life. So uh, in the time we have left, I want to just run through some suggestions some simple things you can do simple steps toward getting healthier without spending all your time thinking about it because it would be really easy to get just totally obsessed with with getting healthier getting more fit and um most of us just don't have time to do that so there are little things you can do one of the and and in no particular order these are just some things that um, came to mind as i was thinking about this and as i was doing some reading and preparation set small goals. Don't get overly ambitious as those of us who are, you know, busy, productive women are, are, t- have a tendency to do, you know, we think I'm going to start working out an hour every day and I'm only going to eat lettuce on Tuesdays or whatever. And we start these big, ambitious programs that we can't sustain, um, for lots of reasons. So set small goals. How about I'm going to do five crunches every night before bed, or I'm going to spend 10 minutes on the treadmill uh, in the morning, five days a week or something like that. Set a small goals because small improvements practiced consistently will get you where you want to go. And as you begin to see results, you'll be motivated to step up your game a bit. But starting out when you're making changes in your life toward getting healthier, just like in anything else, make them small make little changes uh, one or two at a time and um add as you you know get the ball rolling another important thing is don't wait for the per- perfect situation because it, it uh, unless you're different from me and maybe you are but for me the, the perfect situation never comes you know we get we get in this mindset of you know whether it's fitness if i can't work for work out for an hour there's no point in working out at all Well, no. Um, If all you've got is 10 minutes, 10 minutes is more than the zero that you did, you know, for the six weeks before. So just do it, you know, get up there and do it. And that leads into the next tip or suggestion, which is to do something every day and plan ahead the night before, look at your day and decide what, what are you going to do? Where are you going to get some exercise tomorrow? Or can you go for a walk? Can you, get on the elliptical. Can you, you know, what are you going to eat? Whatever, but do something every day and plan ahead by the night before deciding what you're going to do the next day towards improving your health and fitness and when you're going to do it. Have that plan so you don't have to think about it in the morning. One thing um, I throw out there that um, this isn't necessarily a small thing, but it's an important thing. Get a physical. Go to the doctor and get checked out, certainly before starting any sort of exercise regime. If you have not been particularly active before, you want to get checked out and make sure there's no reason you can't undertake whatever it is that you're planning to do. Uh, Get a physical if it's been a while. Really, uh, women, we should be getting a physical every year. Um, There's lots of things that need to be checked out. But if it's been a while, put it on your to-do list for today if it's not too late in the day or certainly tomorrow to call and make an appointment and get in there and 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 get a complete physical certainly if you're feeling extra tired or or you know whatever not feeling well go into the doctor and get it checked out I'm surprised at the number of women um Uh, who turn out to be hypothyroid. I don't know what the reason is for that. I'm one of those women. And it was diagnosed in me when I was, I want to say I was uh, right around 40. And I had been so exhausted for the year before. I mean, not more exhausted than than can be uh, explained by the simple lack of sleep. And this was in my first year of practicing law first year or two. And Uh, I mean, just barely could put one foot in front of the other day after day and depressed and all sorts of other things going on. And I went in for my regularly scheduled physical and um, they did the blood work and they told me I was hypothyroid. I didn't know what that meant. And so I asked, and she said, well, you know, I said, what does that cause? And um, the physician's assistant who was um, going over my lab results with me said, oh, it can cause, you know, fatigue, depression, hair loss, weight gain, all these other things. And she, she was kind of surprised when I th- said, well, thank goodness. I-, I thought I was just getting old. You're telling me there's something that can be done about this. And there was you know a little tiny pill that i take every morning that changed my life because it regulates the thyroid which has so much to do with our health and well-being so you know if if that that may be something worth checking out if you're feeling particularly fatigued or iron deficient amena, anemia vitamin d deficiency all sorts of things can affect your energy level so again, get a physical, get, get these things checked out, and um, take whatever steps are necessary on a sort of medical perspective to get healthier. Another tip is to change your habits in small ways. If you want to get more fit, maybe you can't go out and run a marathon, but you can take the stairs, you can park farther from the door. I make a point at work of parking at the farthest corner of the parking garage from the entrance to the building. And, you know, it may not seem like much, and it's a hassle when you got to, you know, carry your bags and all that kind of thing. But all those steps over the course of time add up. So at the grocery store, park way out at the far end of the parking lot, whatever, and walk those extra steps. Uh, Little habit, learn to drink water instead of soda. Um, There are lots of reasons why you can do that. Google it. Uh, If you have a desk job, set an alarm on your computer and get up every hour or so to move around. Uh, There there are studies out there that sitting for long periods of time have has lots of uh, unpleasant health consequences. So Make it a point of getting up and, you know, just walk down the hall to get a glass of water or, you know, go talk to a colleague on the other side of the building or something. Just every every hour or so, move around. Stand up when you're on the phone. Um, go for a bike ride with your spouse instead of going to a movie and eating a big vat of buttered popcorn. These are little changes that you can make to your lifestyle that um, can improve your health establishing new habits, um, to, to make you healthier and stronger. Uh, another tip is, uh, to double up, uh, it, it, and i by that, I mean, combine exercise and socializing by finding an exercise buddy, which can help motivate you or meeting a friend, um, instead of going out for, you know, a latte, how about meeting up to go for a walk in the park or something like that. So, Combine those things to make it more fun and, and build relationships while you're also improving your health. This is a little tip that, or trick uh, thing that I use with myself is to trick yourself into being more active. Uh, for instance, uh, on, a, on a day that I know I'm going to work out, uh, if I'm not going to the office, say it's a weekend, uh, I'll put my workout clothes on as soon as I get up. Sometimes that's all it takes. Just having those clothes on makes me feel like I'm ready to be more active. And so it'll get you in the mindset to go actually do it. A really good suggestion on the the diet and nutrition side of it is to write down what you eat. And you can do that. Keep a notebook handy to write it down. Or even better, I think, is to use an app like Lose It um, that will total up the calories and all of that for you. This can be really useful for your doctor or a nutritionist to um, review it and advise you on making improvements to your diet. But also, just knowing that you have to write it down will can motivate you to make better choices. You know, if you know that you're gonna have to write down, um, you know, that you ate that I'll say fudge sickle because I had one earlier today. Um, it may make you make, think twice before you, you know, as to what you eat or how much of it you eat. Um, bottom line tip: eat better in general. Uh, that to-doist article that I referred to earlier, and again, the, the, there's a link in the show notes, recommends citrus fruits, um, which are purported to revitalize your senses, cure chronic fatigue, and stimulate alertness. Uh, it recommends dark chocolate, which, you know, that's not bad. Um, there are studies that indicate it can help keep the heart healthy, among other things. And nuts and seeds, which are full of enzymes and vitamin E. So little little things that you can add to your diet in in the place of chips or, you know, other less healthy choices. Certainly eat more whole foods. Try to eat more whole grains, fresh vegetables and fruits, lean proteins, Uh, Those things that that are good for you will help contribute to more energy, uh, uh, help regulate your weight, which will also make you feel better both physically and and emotionally, honestly. Um, One trick that I have found, and this is particularly useful at like at my office on Tuesdays, we have my practice group has a lunch meeting where we talk about legal things and practice related things. And there's always kind of a buffet of food there. And I have just made a practice of filling half my plate with the salad, whatever the, you know, green salad they usually have offered there, uh, usually with little or no dressing. And then a quarter of the plate with whatever other vegetables are offered at the meal and leaving only a quarter of the plate for the proteins and starches. So just a few bites of the, the, the proteins and certainly of the starches. And then when I sit down to eat, I'll eat the salad first, and then the vegetables. And then, you know, if I'm still hungry, then I'll eat the other things that are on the plate. So that's one little trick for getting yourself to eat better, make better choices by filling up your plate uh, with healthier things before you sit down. If you don't think you like healthy foods, but you want to be healthier and have more energy, commit to just trying one new thing each week or each month or whatever, and try to develop a taste for it. One thing that I found really critical at times in the past, um, I, I don't know about you, but I, to me, sugar, junk food is an addiction. And I, I found out in the past when I was working, you know, trying to lose my, lose weight, lose excess weight, that if I just went cold turkey and cut out sugar or junk food, those kinds of things entirely for three or four weeks, something about doing that will break that addiction that once, when you finally get to the point after three, four, maybe five weeks of just having none, um, I would take, uh, you know, a bite of say some, some ice cream or something, and it just tasted incredibly rich and not as good as it used to. So, it, that it's kind of a radical step, but it might be worthwhile. Another uh, little thing to help you feel better and, and look better and be healthier, improve your posture. There's a Forbes article, uh, and again, link in the show notes, that talks about the impact of good posture on your performance uh, as well as health. It was really interesting to read, so have a look at that. Get more or and better sleep. Uh, the sleep foundation article that I referred to earlier had a whole bunch of suggestions for getting better sleep including establish a consistent sleep and wake schedule and stick to it even on the weekends create a relaxing bedtime ritual if you can you know soak in a warm bath listen to soothing music and begin that an hour or so before you want to be asleep create a sleep conducive environment in your bedroom. It should be quiet and dark and comfortable and it should be used, your bedroom should be used for sleep. Uh, all the, everything I've ever read says avoid watching TV or using the computer in bed. Uh, your mind, your body should be attuned to sleep when you're in, uh, in, in your bedroom. Um, They recommend feeding or finish eating two to three hours before bedtime so that your digestive system has time to finish its work. Certainly avoid caffeine and alcohol close to bedtime and getting regular exercise will help you sleep better. It, uh, you know, burns off that stress. It does a lot of things to help you sleep uh, better and more restfully. Drink more water. Again, little things you can do. Have a glass when you wake up, maybe keep a bottle of water on your nightstand and drink it at room temperature before you even get out of bed. Just guzzle it. And try to get eight or so eight ounce glasses a day. Just I try to keep a bottle or a glass of water nearby at all times and just remind myself to keep drinking it. And finally, educate yourself. Take some time to educate yourself about what is healthy eating for you, whether it's do do some reading, consult a nutritionist, whatever. Educate yourself about what proper portion sizes are. We all, uh, you know, everything that gets sold, certainly restaurants, the portion sizes are, you know, two or three recommended serving sizes. So get familiar with what constitutes uh, appropriate portion sizes Educate yourself about fitness options. Find different ways that you can uh, uh, improve your fitness. If you can afford it, a few sessions with a personal trainer can really be helpful in learning effective ways to get more fit. But if that's beyond your budget, there are DVDs out there. There are uh, downloadable fitness things. Google on, um, on the internet and you can find all kinds of recommendations for different ways to work out that are fun and helpful. And finally, this is really important. Just be in it for the long haul. If you mess up one day, it's it's okay. Start over the next day. Every day is a new day. We've talked about that in previous episodes in, in lots of different contexts. But when it comes to your health and your well-being, physically, emotionally, all those things, it's worth the effort to just keep starting over when you fall down on the job, so to speak, as we all do. The Productive Woman podcast is about helping us find ways to accomplish those things that we care about. And one factor that really affects our productivity is our health. So getting healthier can help us get more done and help us feel better about ourselves while we're doing it. This episode obviously is not intended to be a comprehensive treatise on health, and I'm not an expert, but the, but these are just a few ideas to help get us started in the right direction toward living a more healthy lifestyle. So is there an area we've talked about today that you especially tr- struggle with? What one thing that we've talked about might you try starting tomorrow or today to get healthier? what did I miss? Can you suggest a tip that helps you in one of these areas of health? I would love it if you'd share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com. Look for the show notes for episode nine and scroll down to the comments section. You can leave those questions, comments, suggestions, tips there because I really would love to hear from you. Um, Before we wrap up, a couple of very quick announcements. As I'm recording this episode uh, in early September of 2014, I'm looking ahead to a couple of important trips later this month. So I thought it'd be fun to, um, in the next episode, talk about some suggestions for stress-free travel. I would love to include your best tips. So if you've got a suggestion um, uh, that helps you with with planning, preparing, or just traveling in a stre- uh, in a way that minimizes the stress and helps you get from here to there with a minimum of stress, um, please share those with me. Or if you have a question about travel um, that you would like me to address, uh, send those as well. You can email your tips or your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or you can simply leave a voice message by going to my website, which is at Laura-McClellan.com. That's L-A-U-R-A dash or hyphen McClellan, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N.com. Go there and click on the pink tab at the right-hand side of the site. Be sure to tell me who you are. You know, hi, I'm Becky from Boston, and here's my question. And if you have a website or a blog of your own, please leave the URL in your message. Tell me where we can find it. And if I use your question or your suggestion in an episode, I'll share your site as well. I will have some really fun announcements coming soon about some exciting changes To the Productive Woman Podcast, so I I don't want to tell you more yet, but stay tuned. I'm I'm kind of excited about some things that have happened and that are coming. Uh, And last, I've said this before, but I want to again thank my husband Mike for creating the music that plays at the beginning and end of this podcast. I uh, I love it, and I feel really lucky to have such a talented man in my corner. So, thanks, Mike. He doesn't really listen, but. I'm going to thank him anyway, Um, and I think that's it for this episode of the Productive Woman. I can't believe this that you know we're at episode nine. I have been so grateful for the response so far, comments and a couple of reviews and some things. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. If you're enjoying this podcast and you haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com. Again, look for episode nine. You can also click on the iTunes or Stitcher icon in the right hand sidebar of my blog there at laura-mcclellan.com. Subscribing means that you will get each new episode right to your computer or your smartphone as soon as as it's released and so you won't miss a minute of it if you think the podcast is worthwhile i would be really grateful if you would post a review of the productive woman on itunes it, it helps tr- so much with keeping the podcast visible so people who haven't yet heard it of it can discover it I, I have been so touched by a, a couple of really really encouraging reviews that were left there so thank you to those of you who've done that um, and again I invite uh, honest and hopefully positive uh, ratings and reviews finally I always like to remind, remind you to join the conversation on Facebook look for the productive woman on Facebook like the page, remember to um, click to receive the notification so you, uh, you're more likely to get the updates when they come out. And if you do that, please leave a post on, fa- on the Facebook page. Say hi, introduce yourself. If you've got a question or a topic that you'd like the community to weigh in on, I invite those. I really do want to hear from you. So thank you again for joining me. I look forward to getting to know you as we go forward. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.